So guys, welcome to today's episode. I have Kurt from Oak Image. So I'm super pumped to um, have a chat with them and uh, welcome, dude. Likewise, bro. I am super excited. Uh, A little bit nervous, like I mentioned, (laughs) but yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you for the opportunity, by the way, man. Man, your work, like I'll tell you how, Kurt, you, you come on my radar. I think you got featured, like one of your photographs got featured on maybe an Instagram page and I like clicked it. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, holy shit. And then like, check your workout, man. And like, honestly, Kurt, like from me, dude, it's next level. And it made me compelled to reach out to you, bro. Like, to be honest, like your work has something about it that I I haven't seen much. And it may be just, uh, there's a lot of connection, which I'm always drawn to. But I guess, Kurt, just give the listeners an insight into where you're based. I mean, I'm not too familiar with the the US kind of areas and stuff. So give the yeah. viewers an insight into where you're based and what you do, bro. Okay. So basically, um, I'm based out of California, Northern California to be specific um, in Sacramento, but I do travel pretty much everywhere to shoot weddings or elopements and stuff like that. And pretty much wherever brides or couples need me, but my home base is in Sacramento. And, and so how long you been doing it for? So I have been doing this uh, 2019, man. I'm a baby in the industry. Yeah. And, and what about before this then? Before this, I was a stay-at-home dad. Wow. Full-time. Full-time, yeah. Yeah, so you, got, <laughs> you were saying earlier you have three girls, right? Right, I do. So you're a busy dad now. Um, pretty busy, yeah. And that's the hard part, trying to just like manage time between my family and then time for like my clients and, you know, my business and this and that. Mm. So 2019, like, did you start your business through COVID or was that just pre-COVID? Pre-COVID. So this is how it started. Pretty much, uh, I had a wedding that I was offered to second shoot in 2018, but I didn't really dive into it till, well, dive into the wedding industry till 2019. So in 2018, I was offered, you know, a second shoot. And it was so funny because, you know, obviously second shooters, you know, are just there to like do different angles and just be there whenever they're needed. But I literally took over the job and I was so like embarrassed afterwards that I actually told like the, the photographer, you know, what to do. Like I, I pretty much stole her job. I mean, but she was all for it, man. <laughs> So, yeah, in the end, you know, I, I thought like, dang, this, you know, I, I'm not built for a second shooter. You know, I want to leave my own weddings. I want to do my own weddings and shoot and this and that. And so, like, you know, the next year I started really like uh, getting into the, you know, the photography and like trying to get couples and uh, trying to get shoots and this and that. And, yeah, and it's basically like after that, man, it's been been great, bro. So, Kurt, tell me that that wedding that you pretty much took over was it due to just your personality like wanting to kind of take lead or was it maybe that there wasn't things getting done at the wedding and you kind of stepped in and were just like oh shit maybe I should like direct a little more here or take charge here type thing yeah so it was a it was actually both so the photographer who who was the lead photographer for the wedding was pretty new at the, you know, pretty new at shooting. This was her first wedding too. And so obviously I knew, I already knew, like I've done photography before. So I did it back in high school. I started out with film and then I did some in college. Uh, you know, I took some electives and then later after college, I did culinary photography. So after that, I pretty much stopped and later she reached out and, you know, asked if, asked if I want to do a wedding with her. And so, you know, that day I like 
pretty much just took charge, bro. Like I kind of told her what to do. Yeah. From like where to stand during the ceremony, like, you know, where to position herself and this and that and what to do. And then after, you know, taking the bride, the, the bride and groom after like a little couple session and this and that and posing them and this, you know, so yeah, I, I kind of felt bad, you know, but I mean, it was, it was a great experience for me. And, you know, it kind of helped me realize that that's, you know, this is something I want to do. And so I'm like, I'm pretty good at it, you know? So yeah, why not? Right. Dude, I love it. I love the, uh, yeah, the honesty in there. I share a similar story, man. One of uh, my first, yeah, second shooting roles, I I assisted and um, there was like the photographer. I'm not sure how it gets done over in the States, but in Australia, I'm sure you do something similar. We do a lot of group photos after the ceremony, you know, family photos, blah, blah, blah. And there was this particular wedding. The, uh, there was a hundred guests and, and they were kind of mucking around pretty drunk. And the photographer I was assisting, she was, she was stressing big time. And like, I was trying to calm her down because everyone could see her vibe, you know? And then I remember her turning towards me and said some pretty abrupt words, pretty loud. And I remember staring at her and, but I could see all the guests behind her. And I remember looking at the bride and groom and they were looking at me, like, we just heard that. And, um, I'm, I'm in this like awkward position. Like I didn't want to step on anyone's toes, but I didn't want to be like, also rude to the couple was like my first gig, like learning the roads. Right. But and I'm within a photographer who's been doing it like 10 years and she yeah. was frazzled with the stress. And um I didn't really take charge too much from I remember it just dominoed her stress just dominoed her through the rest of the day. And she didn't want to be there for portraits. She didn't want to be there for reception. And it was oh. it was ugly, man. And I remember um just looking inwards and just going like, damn, I'll never want to be like that. Like, or, or handle it like that. Like maybe it was just the personality, but I think like Kurt sounding like where you're coming from there, man, it comes down like that personality. Hey, like, are you confident? And if you're confident, like, I think it's like the biggest thing in the game is confidence and all the faking it till you're making it like pretending (laughs) you've done way more than you have or know where you're going to be. Like you can't say to a couple, Hey, come over here. I think there'll be nice light. And then like walk over there and be like, damn, I'm so wrong. Yeah. Like, do you guys have any ideas? So before this, what were you doing uh, before yeah. that, like that first wedding? Well, before this, I actually had two jobs and uh, uh-huh. one I don't share too much, but it's going to be out there this year. I was a yeah. personal trainer for years and that's the one okay. that I share a lot. But yeah. actually prior to the wedding, I was actually working in maximum security prison. Oh. And <laughs> Why I don't share it too often? Because it can be uh-huh. a little bit of a conflict of interest if you turn uh-huh. up to the wrong wedding, right? I was doing that when my son was born, uh, who's now nearly seven. And then, uh, yeah, and then just got offered to to pretty much same deal, man, second shoot, and then got into it and was just like, yeah, pretty much turned my business into a full-time business within almost three months of like grabbing the camera. But Kurt, I want you to um, fast forward to today now, uh, being okay. in the end of May, 2021. You've been doing this a couple of years now. I know it still sounds fresh, but man, we're all yeah. new. So tell me like where business is at the moment, on your Instagram, on your website, dude, like there is some incredible images. Your work is, stands out for itself. And um, yeah, so tell us about your weddings, how you handle them now. So literally I have almost two to three weddings each month. My email is going crazy with inquiries. Same, same with my Instagram, man. Like, honestly, I'm hardly on Instagram. It's only when I post, but I still get a lot of DMs, you know, about like, uh, you know, can you shoot my wedding and this and that. And so it's been a wild ride, bro. 
you know, I don't, I don't expect it to stop anytime soon. So, so then Tamika, looking at your portfolio, these weddings that I see, are there many style shoots involved in this? How did you get traction? Like after that first wedding, how did it domino from there? Yeah. So after the first wedding, so on my Instagram, you know, I shot, well, I put on the bio, Sacramento or Northern California wedding photographer, even though I wasn't even a wedding photographer, I (laughs) didn't even label myself as a photographer, but just having that mentality and that belief that, Hey, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to get after it and work hard towards that bio or whatever. And I'm going to try to achieve that goal, you know, whether I am or not. Um, So I'm going to work towards it. So I did a lot of family photos, but I never posted them. And so what I did was during the sessions, I'd grab the couple, the mom and dad, and just do a little like session with them, just those two. And those were the photos that I would post. And I'd never post, you know, their family photos and stuff. And little by little, you know, um, I post more. And, and then finally, I got like my first paid gig. It was an engagement shoot. Um, it was in Sacramento and um, it was in a train station. So that actual session kind of popped off my, like uh, my Instagram and, you know, my path to doing more couple sessions and like weddings and stuff. And so when I posted that uh, photo, it kind of got featured pretty much everywhere. It was featured in like dirty boots, which I wasn't even expecting, you know, like a lot of couple or a lot of, a lot of feature accounts, you know? So that kind of like motivated me to work hard, do better, and do more shoots like that and stuff. And I really like interacting with my couples and just like trying to maintain that connection and then try to like, I, I guess like uh, let that, their story and their emotions kind of evoke through the, through the photos itself. And so, you know, that's, that's what I like to do. Yeah. Those family shoots, what a, what a great idea, man. About like yeah. just taking them away for a couple of minutes, doing a couple of yeah. quick, couple photos. With those family shoots, how did you get traction with them? Like, how did you you get your first kind of family shoots? And was the goal always to right. generate like photos of a couple to be able to obviously show more that you're building a portfolio? Uh huh. Yeah. So before doing photo, I was I mentioned I was a full time dad, so I was like a room parent for my daughters. You know, I'd uh, go to their school and like volunteer, and I, I'd make friends with my friend's parents. And a lot of them obviously were women. A lot of them were stay at home moms. You know, I, I talked to them and this and that, and then we have a connection and like, you know, we do play dates with their daughters and this and that. And then, you know, they'd ask me, Hey, I mean, you know, I tell them, you know, Oh yeah, I take photos and this and that. And then later on, you know, they pretty much asked me if they can take, I can take their family photos. And that's pretty much how it all started. So just being at my daughter's school and just being present. And um, a lot of times when uh, during like class parties, I'd bring my camera and take photos and like the bombs would see me. And yeah, that's pretty much how it started, man. man awesome. And then this train station photo shoot engagement couple. Yeah. Now, was it their idea to get photographs in a train station or was that your spin on doing a, a kind of basic engagement shoot location? Yeah, no. So I actually gave them, you know, different locations that we could shoot at in Sacramento. I mean, Sacramento is, you know, um, an old city. There's not really a lot of great places here to shoot engagement sessions or weddings and stuff like that. It's more like a city vibe. But we do have this place in uh, West Sac where it's uh, like a, old, well, they call it Old Sac and they have train, abandoned train stations there and stuff. And so we, I, know, I mentioned, you know, we can do it there. But 
going back, you know, I, they told me about like their story, how she lives here and then she lives in Mexico. And like a lot of times they're traveling and finding ways to just see each other and this and that. And I, you know, I mentioned, oh, let's do it at the train station. I think that'd be a unique way to like tell your story. Like, you know, you're constantly getting ticket to like a Greyhound or like a train or flying and this and that. Let's, you know, incorporate that into your story. And it came out great, man. So like she loved it. Everyone loved it, it seemed like. <laughs> do you feel as okay now with um, with more engagement shoot, couple shoots and weddings, do you try uh-huh. and also have a bit of a spin on location-wise? So when it comes to locations, I really do try to um, incorporate their story and what they like to do because I'm not going to ask or I'm not going to take like a couple into the desert if they don't want to be in the yep. desert, you know, if they hate that kind of stuff. So usually I'll ask them, you know, what they like, what they're, you know, what they vibe with. And if they want to be in the coast, yeah, let's, let's go to the coast. Let's drive to the beach and do some shoots on the beach. And, you know, if, if you're, you like, like, like the couple like staying at home, then let's do an in, in-home shoot. So it's basically what the couple wants. And I just throw out options there that we can, we can do, whether it's like renting an Airstream at an Airbnb or like an auto camp or Airbnb or, you know, stuff like that. And it, so- it sounds really good. And, and in order to learn their story about like what their interests are, like are you having like a Zoom call, a phone call or meeting up in person? How does that roll? You do, yeah. So right when they send an inquiry, I tell them, you know, hey, let's schedule a Zoom call so I can get to know you a little bit better. Because for me, it's important to connect with my clients before a shoot. Um, so at least I get an idea of who they are and, you know, how they look like, especially, um, and how they vibe during the Zoom call. You know, if they're like touchy feeling like the, the boyfriend looks at her some kind of way, like I love seeing that, you know, I love seeing their interaction during a Zoom call and it helps me to like feel them out just a little bit better. But yeah, so we go over like a lot of stuff, like what their vision is, how they want to execute it, what their story is, you know, stuff like that. And so a lot, a lot happens during a Zoom call. It's it's awesome that you put in that groundwork, man. And it also plays dividends to your portfolio, right? When you can suggest things that like, yeah, maybe match them a little bit more. The train station, probably not, uh, I'm not sure about yours, but um, in Australia, a train station is probably not the the ideal place couples are looking for photos, but like, <laughs> I mean, it's going to stand out because it's not just the beach and like that's yeah. where we live, right? But I, right. I want to flip things around a little bit, Kurt. Styled photo shoots. Do you do many styled photo shoots? Have you set many up in the past and what? how have you found them? So, man, and when I, obviously I'm still micro at this. I'm like a micro, I'm like a baby <laughs> in this industry, right? I had no idea there was like styled shoots and like, I was, you know, working hard trying to get my own clients and try to figure this out. But then later on, you know, I've, I started learning about like style shoots from being on Instagram a lot, a little bit more and, you know, connecting with other people and this and that. And so my first style shoot was with Chewy, uh, Chewy Photos. Not sure if you know him, but he's pretty big in the industry. And I kind of like loved how he, you know, told his stories, told the couple stories through his photos. And I wanted to get a little bit more comfortable with being in front of my couples as far. Like, so it's going back. I had a couple sessions. So before I did Chewy's um, workshop, I had a, a couple who I did a maternity session for and they were in their underwear. Um, you know, she was in her like lace bra and underwear and this and that. And during the photo shoot, 
like they started really getting intimate and like really it got really steamy and I got uncomfortable and I didn't know how to handle it. And like he started like trying to address her and I was like, oh, whoa, um, maybe we shouldn't do that and this and that. And, you know, it, it got uncomfortable for me, but I really wanted to kind of get into that more. It wasn't I mean, I do love intimacy and photographs and this and that. And I, I kind of live for it. Like, I, I love the connection. I love expressing that through my photos. And I wanted to dive more into that. And so that's why I thought, you know, doing Chewy's workshop would be great for me. And like, I could apply a lot of what he teaches and apply it to what I do now, you know, and create better photos, you know? And so, yeah, I really didn't know about um, style shoots or workshops later on till like maybe a few years late uh, after I started. And so from that workshop, what was the biggest takeaway for you? So the biggest takeaway was trying to incorporate, you know, so obviously I did, you know, I already knew about like telling their story and this and that uh, about like the couples, but I just really wanted to get comfortable with my couples. And so, and that was a hard part for me, just being able to like, if I was comfortable, then I knew that they would be comfortable, right? And so it would be easier for both of us because a lot of the couples, they pretty much just trust us. You know, they trust us to do whatever. Obviously, we're the professionals and they rely on everything that we know. And like, if I'm not comfortable, if I don't know what I'm doing, man, it's it's hard and it shows and it'll show that I'm nervous, you know? Like right now, I'm probably nervous, but yeah, it shows that I'm nervous, you know? So I kind of want to get that out of the way and just like, uh, and be more comfortable around my my couples. And I, I still do new photo sessions or like, you know, intimate sessions now with some of my couples and stuff, but now I'm more comfortable with it. So being in um, Chewy's workshop really helped me for that. Okay. It's, it is a, such a important factor. Hey, like I think um, we always have the saying, at Feather and Finch that it's like, um, you have to be the right person in the room. And it's like uh-huh. something, you know, that we've worked out over the years, like when we are the wrong person and like being in the story or out of the story and why we're not in the story. Like I was mentoring a photographer last month and um, he went and photographed a wedding and I kind of like just went along to kind of give him some tips, I guess. And um, we jumped in the car after groom, like getting ready photos and I said, like, how do you feel you're going? And he said, um, dude, I just feel like I can't get in. Hey, like, I said, there's the same, man. You're either the right person in the room or the wrong person in the room. And right now, I feel like you're the wrong person in that room. And the reason being is a few factors. And I said, like, timing, you're, you're rushed, the way you handle yourself. Like, you're emitting so much stress right now that you have no idea what you're doing. So he's coming up, the groom's coming up with ideas for you. So he doesn't trust you one bit. And the the way you're walking, it's just very like, oh, like I've got to get it done. Like do this, do that. And um, yeah. the dudes are like the the guys that were getting ready are like super surfy chillers. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, like you literally was like you dropped a bomb on their party, pretty much, man. Like, uh-huh. and uh, I said to him like, from now, like from the ceremony onwards, dude, just walk half the pace. Like go way slower, smile yeah. everywhere you go, talk yeah. slower, and um. Yeah, have confidence in what you say, man. Like they know no difference. And like he grabbed a beer, like cruised on through at the ceremony, and like, uh-huh. and and you could just see the demeanor change, man. And like it, by the time they got to portraits, like the the guys and the ladies were just so good. Like 
they were like hugging him and like they were playing music and yeah you know i'm not a genius for saying that but it was just easy to see from the outside i know what it's like when you get that tunnel vision and you're just you're turning the wheels by having someone look at it and just be like dude have you have you looked in the mirror for a second like you're wild man (laughs) yeah like we are in the industry of creating moments for Mm. these brides and couples, you know, and it's important to like savor that moment. Cause if you do it fast and I tell my brides all these, this all the time, like celebrate each moment that you during your journey, celebrate each moment, whether it's rehearsal dinner, picking out a dress, cause these things will go by fast. And it's the same thing during a wedding day, you know, you want to like, or, or even a a shoot, like savor these moments. These moments are meant to be like, to like slow it down a little bit, you know, because if you you're going at a fast pace, like you won't remember these things, you know. Kurt, so. you're so right, man. Let's go into this moment. And when yeah. I look at your Instagram and your work, there's a lot of moments, and that's what drew me yeah. to you, man. The connection, the moments, the laughter, the intimacy, the the hands, the eyes. I know it's a lot about like learning their story, and and you're saying slowing it down. But yeah. how much direction do you give during, say, a couple shoot? To create these moments. Yeah. So I I don't give a lot of direction. Like I'm not posy. I'm not a posy photographer at all. Like for me, that's it. So when I start, so before I even do their session, like, you know, I send out a session guide and then the session guide covers everything that will happen during the session so that their plan and they know what to expect out of me and what to expect for themselves so they're not like blinded you know on the day of the session so so you know on the day of the session i reiterate pretty much everything that i went over that session guide so like i rely heavily he- heavily on my couples to um, pretty much engage with each other and to keep like a connection with each other whether it's like hugging and kissing you know um and try not to focus on the camera as much as possible unless i say so you know so i do rely heavily like on how they are how they connect with each other and once that happens man like a lot of magic pretty much happens, bro. Like their hands are all over each other. A lot of times I'll, I'll, I'll tell them how to like pose their hands. At least sometimes they'll claw their face and stuff, but you know, like subtle, subtle changes like that, subtle directions, like maybe softer hands, softer kisses and this and that. But a lot of times they're really into themselves and they just like forget that I'm there. And a lot of, a lot of magic happens during the sessions. And so Kurt, that's amazing thing, man. So talk to me about this, this session guide that you send out. Does that kind of go over everything? Do you feel as though that really does help? I mean, you're saying you're reiterating what is explained in the session guide on the wedding day or pre photos, but do you feel as though that really gets taken in by the couple? They really kind of, I mean, read it for one and understand it. I think so. Cause a lot of times I'll ask them. Uh, so I'll send out a questionnaire maybe a week or, or, you know, a week or so. And then I'll ask them if they read the session guide, they'll say, yeah. And then I'll even ask them the day of, did you read the session guide? They'll say, yeah. And so, I'll, you know, they should expect, know what to expect, you know, but yeah, a lot of times they already know, uh, they, they read it cause they know that, you know, they, they need to be at this specific spot at the specific time and the times that we're shooting the session guide covers like maybe possible locations that we could shoot at, but not, not necessarily those specific locations. Um, so, and it covers a lot of, a lot of ground before um, the actual session, what to wear, what to prep for a lot. So I only do engagement sessions and weddings. 
I really don't do any more family uh, portraits and stuff like that. So in the engagement sessions, I'll have them plan like, hey, maybe this is the best time to like uh, book your 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 makeup trial so that at least you know how how the your makeup artist uh, can connect with you or how you connect with your makeup artist and like if you guys fit for each other and like how your makeup will look the day of your wedding. So, you know, this is a good time to like schedule that and also, you know, what to wear and we'll plan out every, um, you know, their outfits ahead of time and this and that. So Kurt, with that session guide, man, do you individualize that for each wedding and engagement shoot? It sounds like there's like a format, but then you're advising on location. So this is all kind of customized for each couple. It is, it is for, for each couple. Cause you know, a lot of the couples, I don't necessarily shoot at the same spot for each couple. So if the couple wanted like, you know, the foresty like vibe or, beach vibe or something like that i'll search up a location so i'll give them several locations they can choose from and then we'll go with one then once we finalize a location then i'll put that in the session guide and then within that session guide i'll have maybe several spots in in that area that we're going to shoot at to actually or to suggest to shoot at and how is that session guide sent out is that a pdf or a unlinked page on your website yeah it's a link page on my website nice man what a great idea i love that i think um yeah i I love that man that's that's such a cool thing i want to flip the question here now i know you're you're saying you're kind of new in the industry in that so who are your major influences now in the industry that you you may look up to you may not you said you don't spend much time on instagram but who who's someone's work that you maybe strive to achieve so that's that's really hard i really I don't know. Like, like I mentioned, I'm not really on Instagram too much, but I do have outside influences that like, and you know, I, I look up to and, and it's mostly for like business and like personal life and stuff like that. You know, I look up to like, uh, like for finance, I look up to Michael, I mean, uh, Dave Ramsey, you know, which is a great, he's like a great financial guru, but a lot of people may not like, like him, or, yep. you know, or like Michael Todd, he's a pastor in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. He talks a lot about like, obviously, your personal life, faith and this and that. But, you know, everything that I listen to, you can apply it to like your business and I apply it to my business and how I can grow, how I can be more successful and stuff like that. So it's I don't really look uh, at photographers too much. I mean, when I'm on Instagram, I will, you know, a lot of photographers will follow me and I'll try to follow back. Um, and I'll try to like engage with them before I like post or even after I post something so that at least there's some kind of social aspect to Instagram uh, when I do that. But yeah, there's really not much. What do you think, Kurt, going into how fast your business seems to have grown? Like it Dude. seems very fast, man. And you know that. Tell me what you think, if you could put it down to one thing, I know it comes down to a, a lot of things, but if you could put it down to one thing that has generated what we see today in such a short period of time, what would that one be? Wow. So yeah, cool. You know, I really wasn't even expecting it to grow this fast. Dude, when I started, I only had my family following me, man. Yeah. <laughs> like it was super small, bro. And that was just like in 2018. And I didn't even expect, and like literally a lot of, like every day I check my phone, somebody's, somebody new is following me, man. Or like I'm getting tagged on a photo that I did or this and that. And like, just, I, I wasn't even expecting for you to even interview me, man. So yeah. Um, I think just hard work, bro. 
Yeah. Like, um, even though I have three kids, you know, and a family, and then I have my business, like my business and photography is what I'm called to do, but my family and my kids is what I'm called to. So I think prioritizing that and just like managing both sides is, is, you know, uh, is what makes me like, I guess I'm not, I don't want to say successful because I'm not that successful, you know, I'm still a baby in the industry, but yeah, it's what helps me move on, you know, like they are my support system and this and that. And so I think just hard work, putting in time into what I do, whether it's my website or my couples and my clients and just listening to them and making a deeper and building a relationship and a connection or just like spending time with my family, you know? So yeah, just hard work overall, bro. And I love it. I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to stay on these hard to answer questions. Let's say if you could share three things photographers could do, say if they're real newbie, we're in the position you were three things that come to mind, they could do now to upscale their business, their photography, their Instagram, their website, or whatever it may be three things to help them. What comes to mind? All right. I think one of the biggest ones is uh, being a part of a community that like helps you thrive. So I, I don't know if you know this, but redwoods, they grow only because they supply nutrients through their roots, you know, and they have deep roots. And that's the only way for like the younger trees to get nutrients and for them to grow. So if you're not rooted with a community or if you don't have that community, then, you know, you won't thrive in the industry. Like if you're fed by one cook, dude, you're not going to mature. You know, you need all those tape. You, you need it like like, uh, I guess, expand your palate, you know, and getting fed by other, other people, whether it's out of the industry or like in the industry, like by other photographers or other leaders, because they've already taken that path. You know, they already know what to do. And if you apply whatever they say or whatever you take in, then, you know, you can become successful. So being part of a community that helps you thrive and be better in what you do. I think that's, that's a great way to level up. Another one is to take it slow, dude. Like success does not happen overnight. Like, obviously I wasn't successful overnight, you know, culture says to like, you know, do things fast, like to have things fast and quick and, and, and easy, but it's important to like, you know, slow it down. Culture wants us to like strive and, you know, strive, but instead we got to like take strides and take long decisive steps into like a specific direction, you know, take it slow. Like even during like couple sessions or like weddings, you know, savor the moment and take it slow. Your idea, like everybody, we all have ideas running through our heads, you know, and we can't, that can't come through if we're like at a fast pace, you know, at a hundred miles per hour, you know, so take it slow, let those creative juices flow, especially during weddings and like, and or sessions, you know? So that's my second point. But, um, my third point would probably be, uh, giving in your business, giving in your life, giving in your personal life, whether it's like money, where, whether it's time or your skill or wisdom or knowledge, you know, like I'm a newbie in the industry, but I can offer my wisdom to somebody who's still starting out, you know? So I think if you're, you have a generous heart and um, you give do that, that will come back to you tenfold, bro. Dude, I love it, man. And there's a saying that comes to mind, Kurt, and I'm probably going to, probably going to ruin it, but it was um, that we all have something to learn from someone and it doesn't matter whether you've done it for six days or six years or 60 years. I think 
always having an open mind and learning. And like you said, it doesn't have to be photography specific. It could just be the way parenting is from another outsider. But it's, it's beautiful to hear that, man. You have a great outlook. Your work speaks for itself. Yeah, I wish you all the best, man. I think you're on a on a great roll here. You're standing out across the world in Australia. We we <laughs> we we see your work, man. And um, thank you. Yeah, I love what you stand for, dude, and appreciate all your time today. I know it was uh, yeah, you were nervous leading up, but like I said, <laughs> dude, it was just beautiful conversation with yourself to share your insider knowledge and to the fast growth of your business where you've taken it and the vulnerabilities that you've shared. Also the yeah. little insights like pri- uh, sorry, session guides and all of that, man. Anyone listening, whether they've been in the industry, like I said, doesn't matter how long. And it takes so much away from this, guys. I'm going to also link out to obviously all your stuff, Kurt. Where's yeah. the best place for the listeners to follow you, man, and, and um, ask any questions? Instagram, I guess. I'll try to be on it more, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, cool. it's Instagram pretty much. Awesome, dude. I'll, uh, I'll link out to your Instagram page and your website. It speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you're going to get a lot of messages from photographers seeing your work and asking how the for hell sure. you got this couple to do this. And um, yeah, hopefully get a couple of those train photos off and maybe your, yeah. your family shoot, your first family shoot. That'd be cool to see how far you've come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, no one's seeing that, man. No one's seeing that. Uh, that, that hard drive got messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I'm the same, bro. Hey, <laughs> hey um, appreciate it all, Kurt, man. Thank you for your time, dude. Sounds good, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.